Welcome back to another edition of the Max McGuire Show. My name is, of course, Max McGuire. Apologies for not coming out with a podcast yesterday. Um, had a little bit of difficulty with the Wi-Fi in the hotel. Couldn't stream. Um, my computer, the computer I brought is also just a regular little notebook. Um, so it's been having a really hard time doing the streaming, doing the video. So going to record today's podcast with no frills, no music, no background moving images, nothing that can make my... Um, <laughs> that can make my computer freak out over it. Um, So since leaving Conservative Daily, I've started working with a number of pro-life organizations who are fighting back against crazy, crazy legislation that's being introduced and pushed around the country. And one of those bills I want to talk about today, just how crazy it is, and also talk a little bit about the fact checkers who are coming out and trying to support the bill and trying to claim that all the pro-lifers who are pointing out the, the crazy parts about it are lying and claiming it's fake news is something that I'm now dealing with working with these organizations. So I wanted to show you one of those bills. It's actually from California. And this bill is known as Assembly Bill 2223. And there's a part in Assembly Bill 2223 that basically says any, anyone who has an abortion cannot be held civilly or criminally liable for that abortion, even if they perform the abortion themselves, even if they do it in an illegal manner, even if it's a self-induced abortion, um, even if they just cause injury to their stomach, doesn't matter. They cannot be held civilly or criminally liable. And there's a provision within the bill. I want to put it up on the screen. This is section seven, section one, two, three, four, six, seven. One, two, three, four, six, seven, a, it says, notwithstanding any other law, a person shall not be subject to civil or criminal liability or penalty or otherwise deprived of their rights based on their actions or omissions with respect to their pregnancy or actual potential or alleged pregnancy outcome, including miscarriage, stillbirth, abortion, or perinatal death. That's the big one. Perinatal death is the big one here, and I want to explain what that actually means. Perinatal death is, depending on who you ask, different organizations have different definitions for it, but typically perinatal, the perinatal period, talks about the first 28 days of a baby's life. So this is after a baby has been born. Yes, you are listening to me correctly. The legislation I just put on the screen, AB2223, would protect women who kill babies after their birth. Talking about post-birth abortions. Disgusting. They're actually putting it into law. Up to 28 days. And that was the original draft of the legislation. We're going to get to it in a second, the new draft that they came out with. But pro-life organizations looked at that and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Perinatal death. Alleged perinatal outcomes. That's a, that's a born-alive baby who, who can have a birth certificate. Dying or being killed, the mother cannot be held civilly or criminally liable for that. So obviously, pro-life organizations started thinking about all the possible ways that that could be abused. And it's a loophole so big, you could drive a truck through it. So these pro-life organizations started coming out against this bill, talking about how it would literally allow for post-birth abortions. Again, as long as it's in the first 28 to 30 days, depending on how that term got defined. And the left freaked out. The left started freaking out about it because, well, pro-lifers were right. 
we were right that the way it was written, it would allow a baby to be killed after the baby was born and for the mother and whoever assisted the mother in that abortion, post-birth abortion, giving them liability, uh, a shield from civil and criminal liability. So all the fact checkers start coming out and declaring it's fake news to say that this is what's happening. Even though I just showed you that text of what's actually in the bill, they proclaim that it's fake news. So all the pro-life organizations that have been fundraising off of this have been trying to uh, get awareness to it. They've all had their posts either censored or taken down off of social media because they dared to read the bill and actually explain to people what it means. I'll put it up on screen again. It, it's, it's right there. You cannot be held civilly or criminally liable for any al- alleged pregnancy outcome, including miscarriage, stillbirth, abortion, or perinatal death. So the fact checkers all declared that this was nonsense. The Democrats all declared that this was nonsense. It's not what the bill says, not what the bill says. Well, last week, they amended the bill. They amended the bill to change that language. I'll put it up on the screen right now so you can see it. This is the amendment that just passed in committee. It's, it's, instead of just saying perinatal death, it now says perinatal death due to a pregnancy-related cause. So they claim that pro-life conservatives are making this up, that pro-life conservatives are just inventing this out of thin air, and yet they also went in and amended it because they realized that, no, what, what we were talking about was, was truthful. It was, it was talking about any perinatal death. Any, any death sustained in the first 28 days of life would have been shielded from any criminal liability, any civil liability. There's another really disgusting part of this bill that prohibits a coroner's report from being used to prosecute anyone related to an abortion crime. So before, if you had a baby die, the coroner would have to say, hey, what, what, figure out, hey, why, why'd that baby die? Well, if it turns out that the mother smothered the baby, that coroner's report claiming that would then get used at trial against her, this bill would prohibit that. So the coroner's report cannot be used at trial, cannot be used to punish anyone for, for any kind of abortion-related criminal activity. But this, this amendment isn't really any better than the first one. Due to a pregnancy-related cause, what does that mean? Does that mean that someone has uh, anxiety and, and they have a postpartum depression and they, and they kill their baby? Listen, uh, as disgusting, as terrible as it sounds, it happens. Women, mothers who seem perfectly happy, they go through this this really difficult bout of postpartum depression. And in some cases they do harm to their child. They don't intend to, but it's just, it it happens. Well, under this new amendment for a two, 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 three, technically that mother, if a mother was to kill her child within the first 28 days, and it was ruled to be part of postpartum depression, technically that would be a pregnancy related cause. If, a mother, let's say a mother, I don't know, um, a mother doesn't follow doctor's advice, is, is told to go on bed rest and, and doesn't or can't go on bed rest. And ultimately, there is some kind of, um, some kind of defect forms in, in the baby, in the womb. If that mother was to decide that she didn't want the baby within the first month and the baby was to die in a way that could be connected to the defect, 
she could get off the hook. You see how th- even with this amendment, even they admit that it's bad just to just to do civil and criminal liability shields for perinatal death. Even with this death due to a pregnancy-related cause, it still is a loophole so wide you can drive a truck through it. But this is what they're pushing. They're pushing this. This is being pushed by Planned Parenthood. This is being pushed by NARAL, by all of these anti-life pro-abortion organizations. And they're doing it where they think they can get away with it. So this bill is being pushed, obviously, in California. There's a similar bill that's being pushed in Colorado. I believe there's one in Maryland and one in New York State as well. The the pro-abortion crowd is looking at the map, figuring out where they have solid supermajorities, and are pushing through really radical, radical bills to protect a mother from being held criminally liable if she kills her baby after it's born. Who are we protecting? There's a famous quote from Mahatma Gandhi, um, and I'm, it's, it's not a direct quote, it's a, it's a paraphrase, but he says, a society is best judged by how it treats its most vulnerable. Well, how is the United States going to be judged? How, does Cal- how is California to be judged if they're going to pass a bill that would grant, grant a civil and criminal liability shield to people who kill newborn babies? How, do, how would they be judged? Would, would they be judged well? Newborns are the most delicate, the most fragile, the most vulnerable among us. Well, by Mahatma Gandhi's own standard, it would not speak highly of us at all. And you have this happening all over the place. And you talk to a liberal, you talk to someone who's pro-abortion about this, and they look at you like you have three heads. What do you mean? What do you mean? That's not what the bill does. Even though you can look and you can see right then and there. It protects perinatal death, civil liability. They say, oh, no, that's not what it means. Then the media rallies. It says, oh, no, fact check. The bill's author says that's not what it meant. So, therefore, you're fake news. Well, how many times have, have legislators crafted bills that end up doing the opposite of what they intended? It happens all the time. They, they leave out a comma. They use the word or instead of end. And all of a sudden, the bill's purpose completely changes. Well, you don't get a, a do-over. You, they introduced a bill that would have done this. It would have allowed for the death of a child at any time in development, all the way through in the womb, past birth. We're talking about post-birth abortion, fourth trimester abortions. We didn't write that bill. They wrote that bill. So to come at us and say that we're lying about it, come at us and say that we're misrepresenting it, that it's somehow not completely accurate. Well, no, we read what they introduced. We read what they wrote. And it's disgusting. If what we're saying about this bill wasn't true, they never would have had to amend it. If what we're saying was false, they could have passed the bill as is. But no, they had to go in and they had to amend it. Because if they didn't, if they didn't pass this amendment, put it on the screen again, it would have opened up a legal loophole for infanticide. A legal loophole for infanticide. Listen, I, I know lots of people have different opinions on abortion. This is where me and Joe differed on this issue, on, on the issue of abortion. We had different opinions. He isn't, I don't think he supports this, this bill. 
but I can't possibly imagine supporting a side that's pro-infanticide, right? that supports infanticide, that thinks that there should be loopholes to allow for infanticide. And listen, I, I understand that people see this and are like, oh, that's not what the bill really would do. No, it's what the bill would actually have done and what the bill still might do even with that amendment. Because how, how do you define a pregnancy-related outcome? I've talked on this podcast and my old podcast a lot about how doctors are willing to fudge, fudge diagnoses to give women access to third trimester late-term abortions. Many states do not allow for elective third trimester abortions. Uh, usually it's after like 24, 25, 26 weeks, except in cases where, it would, where delivering the baby would pose a serious risk to the mother's health. Or in some states they say well-being. That's the worst part. So you see a lot of doctors coming in and, and making up diagnoses so that women will be able to have an elective abortion after viability that's technically, on paper, connected to a diagnosis. In some states, I mean, Colorado is known for this. There's only a couple of doctors around the country that will do this. Colorado is known for it. Women getting diagnoses that probably wouldn't stand if they got a second opinion all so that they could get access to an otherwise illegal abortion. We see this from the left, where they want one of those exceptions, the life of the mother. They want one of the exceptions to be the mother's mental health. So instead of traditionally what you'd understand is, oh no, if, she, if the mother gives birth, she might hemorrhage, she might die. That's the extreme example. Well, the left wants to swoop in and add mental health to the list of diagnoses that can justify a late-term abortion under certain state laws. Well, anyone who's ever had a kid, you know that your mental health suffers tremendously. <laughs> if you want perfect mental health, having children is not the way to go. I love my kids to death, and I, I'll do anything for my kids. But and if you've had a kid, you know, first couple weeks, first couple months, first couple years, there's a lot of stress. There's a steep learning curve. Having a kid is not going to help your mental health. It just isn't. We all know that. That's part of child. That's part of having a kid. Well, the left says, well, part of having a kid should be a justification for abortion. Childbirth is, is dangerous, right? I mean, the United States, the United States, embarrassingly, has some of the highest mortality rates for, uh, for women giving birth. I mean, far higher than it should be. We're not perfect at all. We, we have a very bad case mortality rate when it comes to childbirth. In third world countries would be even worse, right? Giving birth to a child is not painless. It is not riskless. But the left says, oh no, well, if you give birth, you, there's a possibility you could die. Therefore, that poses a risk to the mother's health. You see how they do this? It used to be a very specific, very targeted diagnosis, but they've now changed it so that the exception can just be the pregnancy itself. The general risks involved with giving birth. Some Democrats argue that should be enough to, uh, to justify a late trimester abortion. Why am I talking about that? Because when you see in this bill, the language, the language related to a death due to a pregnancy related issue, that term is not defined in the bill. You will not find a definition for that term in California Assembly Bill A2223. 
doesn't exist. It means nothing. It's completely malleable. We know what they do when they have, when they have wiggle room. They twist things, right? They, they morph it. They, they, they change it to fit their agenda. Well, everything's a pregnancy-related outcome. Everything can. And guess what? You can't get the coroner involved to, to check it. Even if it is a, a, a pregnancy-related outcome, the coroner's report cannot be used in any kind of civil or criminal proceeding. Not just for the woman, but also for anyone involved. Even if it's a back alley, illegal abortion, even if it is an abortion that is designed to maximize the pain suffered by the child, even a post-birth abortion. It's disgusting. But this is what we're dealing with, people. When we talk about evil in the world, this is the kind of evil that we're talking about. See, most of us, we see a newborn baby and our eyes light up. We smile ear to ear. And we just want to hug it, right? There's a, there's a sick part of the population that believes that newborn children should not be afforded with, with rights. They should not have the right to live. Remember that case? Where, where, was it New Jersey? It was somewhere on the East Coast where it was Virginia. It was, it was Northam. North, it wasn't Northam. It, it was uh, the Virginia governor who just left. Where he was asked about a fourth trimester abortion. About a, a baby who survived an abortion procedure and was left to die by doctors who didn't want to give them resuscitative care, didn't want to give them life-saving care. Yeah, they tried to abort the baby. The abortion failed. The baby was born alive, and then they killed the baby. Well, the Virginia Democrat governor at the time, he said, well, once the baby's born, it's going to be up to the mother and doctor to decide what to do. Well, no, once the baby's born, that is a human being. It's a human being before the baby's born. But no matter what system you're under, when a baby lets out that cry, the baby is born alive, that is a human being undoubtedly, undoubtedly um, endowed with rights. You don't get to just kill the baby because you, didn't, you don't get another shot. If you, if you try to have an abortion and it fails, that baby's born alive. That baby's a person. Kill that baby after that's murder. But you see how they started conditioning us towards it. New York started saying, after that whole deal with Virginia, New York said, nope, we're going to allow that. This is the bill that I'm talking about. This is an evil that I don't think we all can wrap our heads around. Because, like I said, we see a baby and we, and we see nothing but love and joy. And how beautiful, and how precious life is. There's a part of this society that looks at that baby and sees the exact opposite. And this is where I really struggle because how do you live with that? How do you form a community with that? How do you form a society with that kind of thinking? Can any society thrive when there is a large subset of it that supports infanticide, elective infanticide? I don't think so. So this is where it gets beyond pro-life, pro-choice, pro-life, pro-abortion. It gets beyond the politics and it starts becoming a question of, is this society sustainable? Can we live together? And there are a number of issues to me that are approaching that line in the sand, uncrossable line that we're crossing. 
where it goes beyond the politics and it actually becomes unsustainable. I mean, I think one of those answers, in, in all honesty, was uh, judge, the judge, the justice, Brown Jackson, Katanji, Katanji Brown Jackson. I, I don't think we can live in a society. I don't think we can have a society where half or 40%, whatever it is, look at what she did with those sentences for peddlers of, of indecent images of children. I don't think anyone can look at that, look at the people who supported that and, and want them to be their neighbors. Want them to be on the PTO with them, right? I mean, I mean, these are people all around us. There are moments in time where people reveal their true self. And, and a lot of times it's in times of crisis. You get to know who someone really is. Well, in this situation, I believe that people who support these kinds of things are showing us their true self. That's not, an exa- we're not exaggerating it. This is what they believe. This is what they support. And what's really scary is that some of them don't actually support it. Some of them just get so swept up with the right versus left, red versus blue, Republican versus Democrat, right? Oh no, I have to support this because this is the Democrat talking point. Only to realize halfway through the sentence that they're defending going soft on pedophiles. The problem. It's a problem. How do you fix it? Well, I mean, the way you fix it would be through education, teaching people the value of, of, of a child, the value of a human life, instilling that in them. But when you look at our education system, it's been completely corrupted by leftist indoctrinators who believe the exact opposite. I mean, we, we see this all around the country. <laughs> so you can't turn to education. Where do you turn to? Do you turn to the church? Yeah. In this case, you look to faith. You look to faith to, to build this basic understanding of human dignity and human worth. I think one of the problems is when you look around this country, there's a lot of faith leaders who do not believe that abortion is evil. Even in the Catholic Church, there are some pastors that will not allow pro-life organizations to speak in their churches. They won't get involved in it. So, I mean, there are lots of faith organizations, faith-based organizations that do a great job, but there's still some that some some faith, some pastors, some priests don't want to get involved. You cannot just turn a blind eye to this evil. You cannot just ignore it. It has been festering in our society for a long time. And the reason that it is coming out now, the reason that you are seeing so many people support Katanji Brown Jackson, the reason you are seeing bills like this A2223 in California is because the people who believe these terrible things have been conditioned to believe that it's acceptable now to share them. I mean, just imagine, imagine what would happen a politician even just a decade ago who advocated killing children who were born alive or advocating protecting mothers who murder their newborns what would happen what what do you think would happen to a politician even i believe even 10 years ago a democrat espousing those beliefs would be would be driven out of town on a rail 
They'd be kicked out of the party. They'd be they, really, I mean, remember Barack Obama ran as a, <laughs> he ran as, as a conservative, right? He hid a lot of these beliefs, gay marriage. He claimed that he supported marriage between a man and a woman. Because that's what it took to get elected in, in the Democratic Party back in 2008. That's what it took. Yeah, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 14 years ago. Any Democrat who held this, these kinds of positions would be kicked out. And it wouldn't be Republicans who did it. It would be Democrats who did it. But we've gotten to a point where it's become acceptable to hold these beliefs where it's become acceptable to remove God from the platform of the Democratic Party and the people cheer. It's become acceptable to promote bills that would, would provide a shield for liability to mothers who kill their children up to 28 days, up to a month after birth, where we applaud the Supreme Court nominee who time after time gave the minimum sentence allowed to people purveying and sharing and possessing the most disgusting images, most disgusting videos that exist. I was talking with someone who told me we shouldn't call it child pornography because, because pornography it suggests that they're, they're willing participants. And they're right. It, it's not. It's not. It, it, I don't, I, there's no word for it. It's evil. They support this because they believe it's now, now's the time where they can pop out and show their real self, show their true self. And yeah, to conservatives' credit, we are fighting back against this as much as we can. The Florida bill that no longer allows grooming and indoctrination of children is a great first step. But how do you think the teachers got to believe those positions? The teachers in, that, in those cases, the, the millennials, the Gen Zers, they were themselves indoctrinated in school. Right, so this has been happening for a long time. It's infected the boards of major companies. It's infected all of the, all of the pretty much every big business now has gone woke. They're not going woke because they think it's great that they secretly hold a different position. No, these people have infected these companies with these ideas. I'm at a conference here and they gave us stickers. Gave us stickers to have our preferred pronouns on our, on our badges. It's not normal. None of this is normal. And they act like it is. And they act like you are the crazy person if you're, if you're asking what the hell's going on. See, it's been, the argument's been for a long time that this is a slippery slope. That if you start giving in on some of these issues, eventually you're going to get to where we are today. And that's been an accusation from the pro-life movement for a long time. That if you keep giving in, you keep allowing abortion on demand, eventually you'll reach a point where the abortionists want to be able to kill a baby that's born alive. And we were mocked. They said, oh, no, it's not possible. No, that'll never happen. If this bill passes in California, that's exactly what will happen. So if you live in California, please, please contact your legislators. Please tell them not to vote on AB2223. I'm going to leave a link in the description if you want to sign a petition with one of the organizations that I'm working with to help stop this. So that link will be in the description. Please do sign that petition. Please do share that with your friends, whether they live in California or not, because they're doing other, other states. As I mentioned, Colorado, I believe Maryland, I believe New York, a few other states are going to be doing this as well. This is evil. 
and this evil will spread unless we stop it. So please do use that link in the description, sign the petition, and share it with your friends so we can get more um, people involved because we have to kill this. We have to kill this bill. If we allow this to pass, there really will be no going back. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Max McGuire Show. Apologies for no music. Apologies for no uh, <laughs> no cool effects. Um, it would light my laptop on fire if I tried to do that right now. Even now, just me recording this, it's saying that my CPU is is generating like 60%, using 60% of my CPU just to record video. So uh, that's not going to work. But I will be home tomorrow. So there will be a podcast at my normal studio tomorrow. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, I'll be traveling again next week, but I will make sure that I have this all set up so I can continue doing shows on the road the next time I have a trip. So if you like the podcast, please do subscribe to the audio version that's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible. All those links are in the description. If you can, if you have an iPhone, an iPad, a MacBook, please do subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review so we can climb up in those rankings. We were climbing up. I think we dipped a little bit yesterday because I didn't broadcast, but we were climbing up. We were in, I think we were like 190, uh, 190th political podcast in the country, which if you see the ones we're around, like NBC, NPR, this is growing big and it would never get there without you. So please, if you haven't already, leave a five-star review, um, subscribe. And yes, share this with your friends. There's lots of people who don't know about the show yet. So if you see this, you're watching another show and you're in their comment section, don't, don't troll, but you can let people know, hey, Max has his own show now. So please do help us reach more people really do appreciate it. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Max McGuire Show. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stamp and fight together.